0: Morning, Andrew and George. First of all, another George on Rogers. I remember when I started, Andrew, at CBC, my first year was uh, 86, and we were doing a hockey night in Canada and kind of a curling tee up for the briar and the silver broom and all that, and we had Don Cherry, we had Don Whitman, Don Duguid, Don Goodwin, and Don <laughs> Chevrier. It was incredible. Like, and i my name sounded like Don down the telex, so it was extremely confusing. But yep, yeah, looking forward to St. Catharines and, uh, the show is just a—it really is a joy. The getting the kids involved, picking the stars, and this weekend we've got Darcy Tucker, Shane Corson, of course, our great running mates, and they'll be with us. And Steve Ludzik, who's a legend in Niagara, will be there, and good music. And it's—it's uh, it's really been an enjoyable show to do.
1: Darcy's good friend of ours—is he like—is he on retainer? Because he was in Central Alberta when you were there, Red Deer I mean, as well. He's keeping
0: it up. Uh, yeah, he's on. This will be his third appearance. He's like—he's
1: so like a groupie.
0: Not a bad, and we had Colby Armstrong in Saskatoon, which was just a a real treat, took us to a bar called the Crazy Cactus afterward, and that was trouble. They had a special drink. that was a blend of beer and tequila, but I, I only took a swig. I didn't get after it. Uh, really nice to have the alumni. Lanny McDonald, of course, has been at a couple of the pit stops, and that's a, that's a Scotiabank alumni. And it, for Darcy, as you know, being an, uh, a representative for players, good for him to kind of travel and keep an eye and uh, make uh, contact with some of his clients as well. But they're great, and they tell stories, and the kids get a huge kick. They always do a little live hot stove. Tara Sloan from City Calgary will be down to do that. and has been great.
1: Honest honest question. Ron McLean joins us. You go from market to market, and the travel schedule's been been crazy for you, but... Uh, you go in all these markets, and everyone's really excited every time you get there. You must have to, like the night before, the, the, the Saturday night, you must have to, to beat off people with a stick that want to buy you a drink or or,
0: well, or take you out the, the, and show the, you the sights. Only night that I've been in the city... And it's funny because Lanny uh, was up he's gone to Fort McMurray a million times because of the Calgary Flames and their corporate involvements in uh, the uh, gas and oil industry. And I know he had a bit of a long Saturday night uh, dealing with many of the Flames' best clients, Uh, whereas normally I I just fly in uh, on the show day. I do Don and I do Coach's Corner at CBC downtown in Toronto. And then I'm uh, up at 4 a.m. to catch a flight to either Calgary or to Vancouver and do the Western Swing. So that was a little tough, but you honestly feed off the energy of the people there. And as long as you don't are a little hang dog, it's a it's a total pleasure. But Fort McMurray was the one risky proposition because I was in town a little ahead of time. And there was a buddy that I knew from growing up who uh, took care of me. So I, I had a responsible curfew.
1: <laughs> uh, Ron, is it a refreshing change that maybe the weather will be a little warmer in St. Catharines than maybe some of the locales you guys have already been at?
0: The only one that was tricky is Darren Millard screwed everything up right with Brandon. Uh, We had a minus 40 wind chill in his hometown, but we really were blessed in Fort McMurray. uh, And in fact, uh, I was kind of sad because last week in Sudbury, it was terrific, and there was a guy, uh, Dave Lausanne, loaned us a chopper so that we got great aerials of the incredible, just diamond-studded landscape. Everywhere you looked was a hockey rink. It was, it was just amazing, and the snow had yet to fly, and it just glistened, and that was the one thing I wished we'd had in Fort McMurray, was a helicopter. It was just, unfortunately there was cloud cover on the Saturday, no way to do it, uh, because that, that town is way prettier than everyone's perception. You kind of pitch the uh, oil sands at them over and again, but if you really get to McMurray, you see that it's two rivers in the, in the valley of a boreal forest and it was an amazing place so we've been lucky uh honestly we've done i think nine shows and every show day has been a sunny day but so we'll take it
1: ron mcclain joins us on uh, brady walker sports day 590 the fan rogers hometown hockey hit st catherine's this weekend uh you were part of the uh the broadcast coverage for uh, the jean beliveau state funeral the other day and uh did it, it it was really an incredible scene to watch one that even surprised me what were your your lasting impressions being there on the day ron
0: well, we did the broadcast for Rogers, and uh, I actually anchored with Stephen Brunt and Scott Morrison at the CBC, and Elliot Freedman, John Shannon were on the ground. You know, they could only allow so many media to be at uh, Mary uh, Queen of the World Cathedral, so it was just what I expected in some regards. Uh, Montreal, as you know, has the reputation for just having the right touch, and uh, a little bit of that is the humility of Beliveau, always was in the office to kind of tone it down a notch. Uh, he really respected. Uh, the players. You know, he was team first, and he was never about the marketing department or the ownership. He really wanted it to be sort of player forward in how they present things, and everything from the visitations, which were remarkable. Elliot was right. Uh, Elise, uh, Jean's wife, was just unbelievable in her ability to reach out and touch everyone who wanted to reach out and touch Jean. So that was neat. Uh, The five speeches I thought were... You know, the gentlemen got together and made sure they didn't all say that we all struggled for a week, not to keep saying class. And uh, they sort of touched on five different topics. Uh, Jeff Molson was on the generosity. Uh, Ken Dryden was on the success that he brought to the Canadians. A lot of people didn't realize it until he got there. They'd only won seven cups, and they would had a lot of lean years. But from Belleville forward, it was just a... a dynasty and yvonne cornway talked about my captain captain my captain and that was great Dickie moore talked about family and he was right to say you know we'd look at him as a superstar but first and foremost he's a family guy and um it was just i thought really well organized
1: uh, ron we have to ask you about the toronto maple leafs and obviously these last few years it's it's been the recurring theme this team gets horribly outshot and then goaltending bails them out do you see a different addition of the Toronto Maple Leafs this year, or are we heading down that road again?
0: Well, you know, I I haven't looked at all the analytics, but I I do see Dion Phaneuf. One of the things Elliot was on with you earlier, and you're kind of addressing, will Babcock end up in uh, Toronto? And I think everybody felt that whisper was absolutely legitimate. There were so many things pointed in that direction. Tim Laiwiki had, uh, you know, him leaving, and uh, Brendan Shanahan kind of being the new face of the franchise was one connection. For me, uh, Elliot's kind of right on one sense when he said it's meritocracy, and you know how the thing plays out will determine whether Babcock stays. If Detroit's great, he might stay. But I think you could also look at Babcock watching Kessel and Phaneuf, the two linchpins of the Toronto team, you know he's been spoiled with Lidstrom and Datsuk and Zetterberg, and I remember when they acquired Rafalski he knew they'd win a cup. Uh, he really knows players, and I think he's probably watching Toronto as carefully as anything—not his own team, but Toronto—to decide if he wants to come here. But if—if if he likes what he sees out of the Leafs, if they've avoided the turnovers a little better, you know, all those guys, and certainly you were talking earlier about St. Louis too, Ken Hitchcock, all these guys uh, that are linked babcock hitchcock to the olympic program they all have a different plus minus than we're used to they don't go by goals for and against they go by turnovers and they go specifically by when you move the puck Does something good happen if it's yes and it could be a shot on goal it could be a dump where the goalie didn't handle it you get a plus if you move the puck and it results in a turnover, obviously it's a negative. Or it's a bad dump, it's a negative. If it's a lousy shot, it's a negative. Um, and they double those pluses and minuses at the two blue lines. Hitchcock's just freaky about turnovers at blue lines. So that's what Babcock's looking at right now this year. He's in the catbird seat. He's uh, there is no cap on uh, administration. There's a there's a salary cap for the players, but it's a lot of money being spent right now on coaches and front offices and. So he's in a good spot, but it's not about money. It's about him wanting that challenge of a a, a dynasty, Toronto Maple Leafs. And if he sees a team he thinks he can win with, he'll be here.